The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night. And today, we are going to start going into Diamond and Pearl because it is coming up a week after this episode airs, and I kind of want to get us all, you know, in that spirit, that festive spirit of a new game coming out, which always fills us with joy. Now, I know that Diamond and Pearl, and come to think of it, almost everything Pokemon has released, has come with a bit of controversy in the last few years, but I want to take this time to enjoy and embrace Gen 4. If you don't care for the GBR style, don't buy it. But for the rest of us, we're going to have ourselves a good time. And to start off with this good time, I've been saving on an episode. I've been saving this for over a year because I want to talk about Team Galactic. Now, I've already said that the worst plan ever came from Gen 3, and Gen 3 was my favorite gen, so that means something. No, Team Aqua and Team Magma. Idiots. Down to the core. The stupidest bunch of criminals I've ever met. But, Team Galactic is a little bit closer to them, too. They're not last place, but they're getting up there. Their entire plan is horrific. So, if you don't know anything about Team Galactic, uh, they want to destroy the universe and remake it without feelings. That pretty much sums them up. They're an entire group that tends to prefer flashier space costumes. They like to name themselves after the astral bodies. They're even referenced as, like, scary spacemen by, like, people who see them in town. Uh, if you don't know where they got the name, the name is actually a shout-out to the Galaxy Gang, which is uh, a group of bad guys in the old Game Freak game called Pulse Man. I don't think any of us listening or talking right now have ever played it. Uh, their crimes include, but are not limited to, uh, harassment, robbery, bombing, unlawful occupation of a national monument, multiple accounts of assault and battery, and uh, I think genocide, or at least attempted genocide, falls in there. All of these crimes are committed for their leader, Cyrus, a man that many choose to follow without actually knowing his big plan. So if you want to know the planet, it's actually not too terribly complicated. Uh, the plan boils down to summoning one or both, depending on if you play Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum, of the legendary Pokemon of the region. He either wants to bring in Dialga to control time, Palkia to destroy space, or call in both and just shred the universe apart and rebuild it in Cyrus's own image. Sinnoh is somehow the center of the universe. This is where the legendary Arceus came down onto the mountaintop and then created Dialga and Palkia and Giratina to control the fundamental forces of the universe and to keep watch over these fundamental forces. To accomplish this plan, Team Galactic collects a bunch of resources, infrastructure, Pokemon, and power to produce something called the Red Chain. Now, the Red Chain is a device that has the power to not only summon the legendary Pokemon, Palkia and Dialga, but it allows you to control one of them for each chain. The chain can either be created by the Lake Guardians, which they found out in different legends, or you can go ahead and make them artificially, apparently, because that's what they needed all those resources for. 
Once the red chain is complete, team goes up to the spear pillar where the universe was apparently created, and they summon Dialga and or Palkia, use the red chain, force them to rip the universe apart, and the end game is to somehow make a new universe where feeling and spirit of humanity and all living things is gone and exterminated. And so there will be no fighting ever. It's a lot. Now, I will point out that their plan actually has connections to old world Christian thinking. So before there were Galileo, before there were telescopes out there, people assumed that Earth was the center of the universe in Europe. This was the teaching of the church that Earth was the center of the universe. In fact, it was the center of everything that the sun rotated around us, not the other way around. So this kind of thinking is kind of what inspired Gen 4 of like, oh, it turns out not just the planet is the center of the universe when it comes to Pokemon, but this one speck of a mountain in this entire universe is where Arceus showed up to start creating everything, which is a... That's a, okay, Sinnoh, that is a, that is a big boast right there, and it's a pretty big flex. Every other one can say, oh, I have a legend that controlled the multiverse. Well, I have a legend that created the multiverse, right where you're standing. I wonder if Arceus created the multiverse, or if each, each, uh, universe gets an Arceus. That would be an interesting thought. I hope to get into that later. So, this brilliant plan to, like, kill everything and everyone who ever was and ever will be, it failed in one of the most hilarious fashion possible because at least in generation three and all the other generations you step in and you help as the main character in generation four there are two different ways this plan can go down the toilet in diamond and pearl once you get to the spear pillar and you start fighting a bunch of goons eventually you fight cyrus but what happens when he activates the red chain instead of getting the Pokemon under control, the energy it's giving off draws in the three lake guardians, Messpirit, Azelf, and Uxie. These three were also created after Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina, and their whole job is to uplift humanity, to make us better, to make us think, to make us artistic, and they didn't really care for someone trying to destroy all their hard work. They break the chain, and Cyrus is left quite emotional for a guy who hates emotions, and he's just taken off to jail in platinum he has not one but two of these red chains and due to summoning both the alga and palkia and having them almost under his control the guardians are powerless to stop him they can't do anything about it so you think it's over until giratina pops out of his little pocket dimension sees cyrus needs to go and drags him into the pokemon equivalent of hell and cyrus stays there for all eternity you didn't even need to be there. You're literally only there to watch. But uh, let's give Cyrus and his space goons the benefit of the doubt. Let's look at the the positive perspective, how his plan probably could have worked out. Unlike the climate change dimwits in Gen 3, this plan doesn't have too much of a drawback for those who know the goal. If you succeed, the universe gets remade. If you are wrong... Uh, if your, your plan just doesn't work, the universe stays, and you get another chance to try and destroy it some other way. Now, I like that the team is made up of actual geniuses in a lot of these. Like, they are recruiting tons of different people who want to follow and join the cause, as opposed to Team Rocket, who holds entire building hostage to make sure they can get their stuff done. 
These guys clearly did their homework on the region. They knew about the legends. They knew what they needed to do. They were able to recreate a mystical object in a lab. That would be like me going over to Boston Dynamics and saying, hey, can you remake an ancient Jewish golem for me? And they were able to do it. They are very much qualified in their scientific skills of trying to destroy the universe. Cyrus is actually a pretty good leader, and it's clear why people would follow him. We know, thanks to legends, that he comes from old money. His family has been in Sinnoh since it was the Hisui region. We saw that in the trailers. He's come from very, very old money. And despite his parents giving him a pretty terrible upbringing, he still was able to keep his cool. In the main story, at first, everyone just thinks, oh, that's Cyrus from the old money family. Yeah, he helps build infrastructure and he helps out the community. It's the perfect cover. No one is going to assume that this rather dour man is going to be running a bunch of space cultists. But it turns out he was just using that infrastructure to lay down everything he needed to complete his plan. Very, very smart. It's his simple goal as well that many people, even today, would follow. Look at the people today who say they want to restart their life or the people who wish that they could be whisked away to another world. If you met someone who could show up and say, hey, I have a plan to give you a new world where you don't have to suffer anymore, where you don't have to feel bad anymore, join me, let me take away your pain, there are people who would line up out the door for that plan, people who've made mistakes, people who want to be forgiven for what they've done and just try and get that fresh start. It's one of the reasons why you'll see an increase in shows where people get wished to another world. It's this concept of, wow, my life is terrible. I don't think I can fix it. Can you help me? That is an emotional manipulation tactic you see in real world politicians, despots, and autocratic regimes. If you can just get people under that simple goal, you can get a lot of people to follow you. And the one thing that really makes it all work is that cash. Again, he has so much money. He is able to get all of this stuff done, basically on his own accord, without having to borrow it from everybody. And he just has this I don't know, I kind of call it an emo charisma where like he's just this stoic dude who clearly has been through a lot in life emotionally and just wants to give people a better life. He does feel that the universe is a cruel, heartless place. You've seen leaders like this. Um, the most terrifying and horrible example is Osama bin Laden. Terrible message, but it was charismatic enough to get many, many people to follow him. This is one of the most evil men in the world. Well, at least he was. Thank goodness he's dead. But it's important to realize that people like this exist. People with a dour message and a way to try and give you a better world. So let's come down to the biggest flaw in his plan. And the flaw for Cyrus and Team Galaxy is hubris. Team Galaxy is run by a 27-year-old man with some serious emotional issues. He believes that one man has the intelligence to outthink all the forces in the universe to rip it apart and build a new one. That is some hardcore arrogance. I don't think he understands how big the universe is. To quote the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, space is big, really big. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean, you may think it's a long walk down the road to the chemist, but that's just peanuts for space. The universe that we can see is 96 billion light years in diameter. 
he assumes that he can just rip that apart with a little red chain and not have something happen. This man assumes that he can reduce the universe to dust with just that little string. In both versions, the main character, again, doesn't need to do squat. You can just literally sit there. I would love to mod the game where you just show up to the spear pillar and there's like, are you going to fight? Unfold the chair. Nope. I'm going to watch. And just wait for one of the legendaries to deal with the problem for you. If he had done his research, he would have probably realized that the Guardians weren't going to let him kill their pet project. The Guardians were smart enough to realize, oh snap, someone activated our power without us knowing, let's go beat it up. Or realize that, huh, there's Dialga, Palkia, huh, what's this shadowy dark thing in the legendary Book of Legends? Eh, whatever. Yeah, he clearly did not think this through. Also, not subtle. I understand that's a thing with all the other generations. No one's actually subtle in their teams, but at least Team Rocket stole a building. Go ahead and when you're playing Diamond and Pearl, look up what Team Galactic Headquarters looks like. It looks like their color scheme. It has their logo on it. They're walking around the town. These people are space-themed terrorists with a space-themed terrorist building. The final thing that kind of makes it moot is, yes, you can destroy the universe. We know you can do it. We know you have the power to rend it in twain, or we know you have the power to turn it back to start. But that doesn't really guarantee that anyone is going to live. Now, granted, not everybody in Team Galaxy knows the full plan. Some of them just think, oh, he's going to bring about a new world order with the power of the legendaries. But for the people who do, where are you going to go? Do you think you're just going to sit in the void and wait for the universe to be remade? No, you are going to die before anything gets seen. You're not going to be able to see your perfect universe. And it would be really funny if you tried remaking it, only for it to be exactly the same. Again, the main thing that causes these people to lose and the thing that makes all of them lose and what great leaders throughout history have lost to is their ego. You think that because you are human and because you can think, you can destroy and make anything you want. You kind of can't. But in honor of that kind of hyperinflated superego, I'm going to try and see if I can fix their little problem. So let's go ahead and start with the number one fix. The problem with Team Galaxy is one that has actually forwarded more campaigns of slaughter and death in throughout human history than any other. They want world peace. That's really all they want. They want a peaceful world without anyone suffering or being upset. Lovely goal. But again, in human history, the only people who've ever tried doing this are, and been mildly successful have done it through horrifying violence and total control. Look up what happened under the Stalin regime when he wanted to make total control, total peace, everything stagnant, everything the same. Yeah, not great. One of the most terrifying times in human history. But the best thing we could do for Cyrus in this case to try and help this plan along, yeah, no, just get him some therapy. You use the cash you got. Go ahead and cut some therapy. Cyrus will be fine. The thing that caused Cyrus to want to destroy the world isn't that, like, people beat him up. It isn't that people decided to, like, out him from society. He literally just had bad parents and saw people being unhappy. These are the same toxic traits you kind of see in real-world killers, where if you were to get to them in time, if you got them the mental help they needed, they probably wouldn't be this maniacal lunatic. But... That's probably not the fix you want. You probably want me to start thinking of how I would destroy the universe. And if not, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So step one into fixing their plan. Research all of the legends in Sinnoh. 
Cyrus and his goons literally only looked up the ones they liked and didn't think about the other ones. You see this in people today where you look up a certain scientific fact and don't read the rest of it. So if you read something like, oh, chocolate can help cure cancer. Oh boy, and you run away before reading like the specific conditions and how much and everything like that. You're not going to get all the information. It's not going to work. It, they literally knew about the Guardians. They knew they existed and they didn't think that they would get up. They're literally called the Guardians. What did you expect? Step two after figuring things out is to build containers for all of the legendaries ready to go. Yes, you have the red chains for Dialga or Palkia, but also have some people go to the lakes. They do have bombs. They have what they call galactic bombs. Go throw them into the Guardians Lake, flush them out, use some Pokeballs and capture them. Like I'm sure you guys can rough it up. They have plenty of dark types on their little squad. They can use some of them. Um, they can catch these things and contain them enough so that way they're not going to cause any problems. Step three, uh, build more of those red chains. Like a lot more. You clearly had the power to build one. Plan might take a little longer. But again, Cyrus is 27. He's got time. He has to make a few more and maybe he can stop Giratina when he comes out through the portal too. So you have backups for Dialga. You have one for Palkia, Giratina. Heck, make a big one for Arceus just in case uh, Big Papa needs to come down. Now, step four, tell no one on your team the real plan, not even the admins. The admins really want to help. They love Cyrus to death. Do not tell them anything. Give them a, a, a sob story about how you want to harness the power of time and space to make life better for this universe, to give everybody a chance at a restart, to give everyone a chance to live the life they need. Give them that kind of hope. That kind of lie will really drive people because, again, you got the money, you got the talent, you can do it. You can just lie your way through this and just get people to believe, yeah, yeah, no, we're not going to destroy the universe. We're going to make this one better. And Cyrus just be like, yes, better. Like the man is a lunatic, but if he played it just a little bit smarter, he could have not had a few dozen goos. He could have had thousands of people, entire towns following him. You would not be able to even remotely get close to him because you only have six Pokemon. He has a town of thousands following his every whim. Those little lies can be enough to swing entire elections. Politicians do this a lot when you just say, oh, I'm going to do this. And if you make it inspirational enough, people will follow it no matter what. So to wrap all of this up, when it comes to villains, I think that this group of villains are the biggest bunch of bad guys in the entire series. Now, there are plenty of horrible, traitorous, monstrous people. Look at Team Plasma. There are some pretty terrible people in there. But this is the first plan that's like, yo, let's just destroy everything. Not the planet, not all life on the planet, not all life on the universe, just literally all of it. Every last atom shredded. Thanos would be proud. He would just want you to shred the whole thing and restart. Now, Cyrus does have fans amongst real-world Pokemon fans. People like his style. They like how he looks. They like how he feels. I mean, he is sad, and he feels alone, and he feels that no one understands why the world around him is suffering. That sounds a lot like us. That ideal is something that we feel as people every day. We feel the world is suffering. We want to make it better. We've met these people in real life, but none of the people I've met in real life want to destroy the universe. He's a man who takes things ridiculously far. The idea that human emotion and spirit are the bad guys is some pretty emo thinking. You can't be a nihilist and want to help people. You can't hate humanity and at the same time want to help people. You can't 
think the universe is pointless and want to save the world. Nihilism and that emo thinking doesn't really work with science. You have to be optimistic. You have to be rational. It's important to see that stuff through. They're not my least favorite villains, but they're definitely way off from my favorites. These guys, very fun. Looking forward to beating the crap out of them. I cannot wait to get a chance to crack some more of their miserable spaceman skulls in a week. Now, before we wrap things up, I do want to give a special shout out to Liam and Lucas, our newest patrons. Thank you so much for helping us and supporting our show. We really appreciate it. Lucas, your parents did a good job naming you. Liam, your parents did a good job naming you too. But Lucas is better. Trust me. All right, guys. So we hope you enjoy the next episode when we talk more about some of the Pokemon in Diamond and Pearl. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day or night. If you want more people to know about us and what we do, please go ahead and give us a shout out. Go ahead on our Twitter or Facebook. We're always listening. If you guys want to leave a review on iTunes or any other podcast site, please do so. We like doing this. We love teaching you guys, and we hope we can keep doing it as long as possible. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Peace. Peace.